I didn't even think about that. Well, yeah, they were all checking in uh, just before the uh, team bus left. Matter of fact, two of them are still on the front of the bus. They can get out of the driveway in time and boom, boom. Roadkill. Yeah. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Bullseye! 8-12 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Favorite thing we've done today is celebrate Bob Euchre's 90th birthday, the Hall of Famer, wonky play-by-play man for the Brewers for more than a half a century. I don't know that Euchre's celebrating his birthday, but we are. We've got Southbound 43 backing up now. Hey, Debbie. <laughs> Did some angels this morning out in the snow to celebrate. And so we're going to do something special a little bit later in the show. Eric found what was, and a lot of Brewers fans probably even remember it. It was that good of a story. Was it like early 2000s? Uh, Mid-2000s, July 4th, Pittsburgh Brewers and Pirates opening inning, top half of the inning. They get into this long conversation about people wearing (laughs) animal costumes in a convention at their hotel. There was a furry convention in yeah. town, and you encountered some of the furries <laughs> yes. and tells this really long story. <laughs> and what makes it even better is that the inning just never ends, so they're just like, keep Plenty going. Plenty of time for it. And keep going. You don't like this one, you don't like sliced bread. That's what I say. <clears throat> what a game. So we're going to play like pretty much the whole yeah, thing. We'll it's unprecedented. It's abridged. Yes. You yeah. cut out a couple of things yep, here yep. and there just to move it along. But mm-hmm. we're going to play the whole thing. It's a classic coming up at about 20 minutes before that. Big Memorial Day celebrations all around the country. This was always one of my favorite days as a kid growing up. The parades that were organized each and every Memorial Day. You got a flag. You got a little cup of ice cream. <laughs> And you march for about 25 miles, and then you hope you ended up in the same house you left. <laughs> What's that even about? A <laughs> couple of things I want to get to as we start off this hour of the show. Going back to the news, do you make any sense of this effort among the Republican National Committee to declare former President Donald Trump the quote-unquote presumptive nominee? We had that story there in the top of the hour news. Trump himself actually later opposed it and said, nah, I'd actually rather not have you do that. Uh, This is what he posted to his social media platform, uh, True Social. uh, Finish the process off at the ballot box. So Trump opposed the effort. But what was it about initially? Yeah, this came from Maryland. The RNC committeeman from Maryland uh, who had been endorsing Trump had said, hey, let's just do this. Let's just make you the nominee. Let's not have to worry about all the rest of the primaries and whatnot. Now, according to Politico and CNN, initially Trump campaigns like, okay, yeah, sure. But then once they started seeing the backlash, which I would assume everyone would have. Two states have voted. Two. I don't understand. This is so not the party to do something like that. So this to even be floated out there. So yeah, so then once they started to see the backlash, uh, Trump went on social and was like, yeah, no, no, we're not, we're not interested in that. And now Nikki Haley's camp, they're using this as leverage for some fundraising saying, hey, look, look what they're trying to do. We, you know, they're they want to take, you to not even yeah, have a chance. Yeah, they're trying to take away your vote. So the, Don't know if that will ultimately work out for. I guess there are some particulars that mattered by him being declared the presumptive nominee. This from CNN, former president would still have needed to reach delegate requirements. 
if the resolution is more than eleven hundred. Yes, but basically what it does is it allows him to start fundraising in cooperation with the RNC. RNC basically says, "All right, Trump's the guy, and we're going to start coordinating. Yeah. We're going to open up these fundraising things, and and we're just going to go forward as the it's a perfect name presumptive nominee, right? And then we'll just let these primaries continue to play out however they would. Just does not. It doesn't sound like something." The GOP would ever do. Well, I don't get why we're in such a hurry. And I <laughs> yeah, just, appreciate here in Wisconsin what we've had. And I don't know if this happens nationally, but here in Wisconsin, particularly on the GOP side, when you have a bitter fought primary election between two people of the same party, it can damage the the nominee. Mm-hmm. And you certainly saw that between Clayfish and Michaels. You saw that between um, former Justice Kelly and... Rebecca Darrell. There have been primaries for as long as the country's been around in some fashion, right? So why now all of a sudden are we worried about primaries beating each other up? Right. It, it, it's just Is become, it just because the strategy of our campaigns are so vicious? Is that part right. of the problem? And then in fairness, some of us, you know, as soon as the, the we've, we've made fun of some of the politicians already who have dropped out of the presidential race where yesterday they're beating up on, you know, I'm in here beating up on Eric telling you he's the worst person in the world and today... I'm like, you know what? Eric's a great guy. He ran a great campaign. I like him. You know, I might even put him in the I cabinet. Like him. I you know, really do. Really done a great job. Maybe Does a wonderful thing. Eric, thank you. Thank you for your, <laughs> yeah. you know. So we make fun of him for that. But, you know, I, I guess I just, what are we in such a hurry for? Two states have voted. Can we let it play out a little bit? And if, if these various campaigns say we're out of money, we can't continue to camp, sustain the campaign. That's their business. But for the party to step in, I do think yeah. that was an unusual move. Yeah, they ultimately decided not to do that. But... That seems to be put to rest. Can I ask you about another thing? So you've yeah. been monitoring a couple of things that have been happening at City Hall. Did we have another one of these meetings yesterday Yes, where we talk about changing the speed limit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Public Safety Committee uh, meeting was held yesterday and reckless driving and like checking up on reckless driving, how's it going type of thing. That was one of the conversations. It's one of the line items. And Marina Dimitrievich, the elder woman who is on, she's on the committee, she asked, hey, is it is it possible still, can we consider lowering the speed limit, you know, from 25 to, say, 20 in many areas? I see it every single day that people are just going way too fast on the city streets every day. Yeah. And I just always say to people, um, if you want to go faster like that, then use a different route. <laughs> use the freeways. That's a high speed. If you, you know, Otherwise, if you're in the city of Milwaukee, there's no need to go like, I can't see any negative impact. I would like the analysis um, of reducing speeds. So they did discuss it a little bit, and one of the options that's been more widely considered is, okay, do you lower the speeds in some of the high-impact roads where there are issues, right? And that's generally not some of the residential areas as much as it's some of the more uh, highly used Yeah, what's roads? capital drive-in spots? Right. Is it 45? Yeah, you lower it there so versus... So lower that to 35 or yeah, something like that. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. You and I... You and I have kind of, we see this a little bit differently. I don't think we actually disagree, but we kind of say the same things about it. I always say, like, put whatever number you want on that sign. Go ahead. Put seven. Speed limit here is seven. The people who are killing people on our roadways don't care what that number is. It could be anything. The sign might as well not even be there. Well, and my point is is that I don't think the people that are killing people are always bad guys or always Kia boys stealing cars. It's not always some 
suspect. It's sometimes it's just someone going to work. Like there are those going moments. too fast yes. and not paying enough I attention. Think sometimes we like assume that anyone who's driving recklessly is stealing a car, and that's not true. Where you tend to win me over on the argument, and you heard Alderwoman Dimitrievich What's make it, it as well, right? <laughs> what does it hurt? If we do this, right, are we causing any harm? No. Um, no probably it, it, not. It does cost money, right? If you're going to yeah, change you're gonna every a whole sign, bunch of signs, you got, it does cost money. But, you know, is it actually going to make people drive faster and kill more people? Unlikely. But will it actually help? Who knows? Hey, while we're on City Hall, can I... <laughs> Can you play that bite again from the guy who called into the meeting? <laughs> so this was two days ago at the Public Works Committee that's led by Bob Baum, and he's the chair of that one. And the reason I want to bring it up is because it didn't occur to me yesterday when we were playing it. But, all right, play the thing, okay. and then let me play out the scenario that happened in my silly brain. So some of the facilitators of the BRT, which is the bus rapid transit that you love. I'm Speaking kidding. of silly. Yeah, you don't like that. But anyway, that's from the lakefront down to the medical college. That I saw that empty old bus running up Wisconsin <laughs> Avenue yesterday. Anyway, so they were going through, you know, they're just giving a presentation of what the numbers look like right now. And there is another guy from Seven. MCTS. Those are the numbers. There's another guy from MCTS who is part of the agenda, but they had not reached out to him yet. He was, he was Zoom. The other guys were in person. And they started to move on to the next light item before he got to speak. Fantastic. Thank you so much, everyone. Item 12, 2, 3, 1, 4. Pardon me. Hello, who? Hey. Um, this is uh, Jesus Ochoa with uh, Authority Transit System. I believe our line item was added to this line item first. <laughs> Struggling to hear you, buddy. There's a little bit of garbly goo going well, on then, there. Like, he never got a chance to testify, right? Right. To, he had to not, give his, he had say not his said p- anything to present whatever he was asked to present. Because Bauman tossed him. Well, yeah. So, that. yeah. So anyway, what happened next was okay. Well, can we? We can't hear you. We really couldn't um, hear you. We really couldn't hear you very well. It was all garbled and broken up. Sorry. Is this better? Yeah. Oh, okay. Better. Still can't hear it. All right. Better. We're moving on to the next one. <laughs> so he lost his shot. So. In deference to the chair, you could hear him better. <laughs> well, that's the, my favorite part is, listen, you can hear Stamper Somebody, and Brostoff say, yeah, you're good. Yeah, we can hear well, it. was all garbled and broken up. Sorry. Is this better? Yeah. Oh, okay, still can't hear yeah. it. <laughs> nope. Right. No, we're moving on. Sorry, guy. <laughs> Two people said, yeah, it was better. And he's like, nope, moving on. So we kind of laughed at Alderman Bauman, uh, who chairs that committee, but it occurred to me that's a guy on the other end who probably had some sort of important business to discuss with the council. And spend time in for, whatever made. preparing his notes. Right. Maybe if it, well, what if it was a big deal to him. Data. Oh, you mean like he was just looking forward to doing yeah, it? Yeah, maybe he was really looking forward to having his opportunity. Who knows? Maybe it's an idea he's been waiting years. to. They're finally going to listen to me. <laughs> they finally put, yes, I'm on the agenda. I'm going to get to... Say what my big idea is here. Or maybe he had called his mom and like the whole family was going to be watching <laughs> when he comes down Channel 25 or whatever. For breakfast, that's a nice tie, honey. You're going to look good there at the council today. <laughs> his wife told everyone on Facebook. Right. Yeah, you can watch on the city channel. He's going to be on TV. He went upstairs and shut the door, made sure it was quiet there, told all the, told all the kids, hey, be quiet. Took, Dad, a, took a deep breath before he logged onto the Zoom. All right, here we go. Right. Okay. It's quiet now. Your your father's going to be testifying at the council. Oh, no. Right. And, and then. It, and it sounded so good. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone. Item 12. Two, three, one, four, four, four. Hello, who? Uh, Hello, who? This is Jesus uh, Ochoa with uh, Authority Transit System. I believe our line item was added to this line item for people to stop. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so how did it go? <laughs> 823, Wisconsin's Morning News.
828 Wisconsin's morning news on this Friday morning. Still coming up, we do something we don't we wouldn't normally do, but we're gonna give up a big chunk of the show to a big old long Euchre story. Unprecedented. <laughs> right. We're gonna, just gonna let it play. So essentially, it's basically the first half inning of a game. <laughs> and it goes on, the story goes on. Story and on, goes on for a minute. And we're just gonna let it go. That's coming up about 20 minutes before nine o'clock. Wanna get this out in front of folks. The state of Alabama executed a guy Thursday night in a way that has not been done in the U.S. before. Smith was pronounced deceased by physicians at 8.25 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're going to hear a lot about this in the news today. Kenneth Eugene Smith, he lost an 11th hour, like last-minute appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. He was executed by way of nitrogen hypoxia. There's not been an execution this way before in the U.S. The United Nations Human Rights Office in Geneva, Switzerland, was monitoring and protesting. There are reports that it may have taken up to 25 minutes. Um, it's, it's unclear exactly. Um, and he was writhing and, and clearly um, suffering. That's the human, UN Human Rights spokesperson there. So they weren't protesting so much the death penalty in and of itself, but more how the execution occurred. ABC's Chuck Severson describes the method, and then in here you're going to hear a witness. They always have people who are, uh, some of them are journalists, who are brought in specifically to serve as a witness for the event. After a steak, eggs, and and home fries last meal, and a Supreme Court majority refused to stop it, Kenneth Smith said tonight Alabama causes humanity to take a step backwards. A mask put on his face delivered oxygen, gradually replaced with nitrogen. An Alabama journalist, Ivana Hrincruz, saw for about two minutes following that, Kenneth Smith shook and rides uh, for about two minutes on a gurney. After deep breaths, he passed out and died. Chuck Sievertson, ABC News. Now you correctly point out, Eric, earlier, uh, Smith chose this method of execution. Right, right, he asked for this. Only because it was an option presented to him after a botched attempt. They tried to kill him a more, little more than a year ago by lethal injection. It was a, some issue. They couldn't find a vein or so. It didn't work. And so this came back up. Now... He was one of three men convicted in a murder-for-hire plot of brutally stabbing Elizabeth Senate to death 35 years ago. And there is a lot of coverage today about Ken Smith and his ordeal. And was that the way that he should go? And should we even have the death penalty? And I, you and I are kind of in, in agreement on this. I, I don't know either or on the death penalty. I'm on the fence on that one. But a woman is dead because of him. And that's the most important part. This woman was brutally stabbed to death. Mike Sennett is her son, and in a statement after the execution, he said this, Kenneth Smith made some bad decisions 35 years ago, and his debt was paid tonight. I guess I'll end by saying that Elizabeth Dorleen Sennett got her justice tonight. 831 on Wisconsin's Morning News. 840 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Coming up, big old long story from Bob Euchre as we celebrate Euchre's 90th birthday. Put away the snow plow and come on out. Worth every minute. Chicago's biggest attraction is what? Uh, bean? The Bean, Willis Tower, Navy Navy Pier. Museum of Science and Industry. Ooh, that's a good one. The aquarium's yeah. cool. None of those things. It's the rat hole. Chicago's latest attraction is the Rat Hole. It all started when an unfortunate rat got stuck in the sidewalk during its construction in Chicago's Roscoe Village neighborhood years ago. <laughs> Credit to Max Vitrano, 16 years old, for bringing this to my attention. Oh, good. Dad, did you guys talk about the Rat Hole? Like, I don't know from this. So he starts pulling up all these videos. It's maybe it was a rat, maybe it was a squirrel. There's apparently There's, some debate. Yeah, over there is it. debate over that. But the imprint of a sort of small rodent in some concrete on the sidewalk. Apparently, it's been there. For a long time. But some locally known artist 
yeah. posted about it on social media, and it blew up. And now people are coming out to the rat hole and paying various tributes. Now dozens are paying their respects to the rat, dubbed Chimley, with coins, alcohol, flowers, and of course, cheese. <laughs> hey, old rat hole. Hey, old rat. <laughs> Come on. These nutbags are showing up. A couple showed up on a date. There was a rat hole wedding. People got married a at it. Date. Showed a guy in one of those like a mini bar bottles of whiskey, dumping it this in the rat satire. hole. This is satire. This is for fun. Come on. <laughs> It's so funny. Well, it's not very fun for the neighbors. The reason it's making the news down there right now is all the Chicago TV stations are reported. The neighbors have had it and they're posting signs and they're saying stuff like, hey, you know, people live here and it's loud and they're people. They said that the police stop leaving stuff down there. Right. There's trash all over. And they said the mailman won't come and drop their mail. Letter carrier won't (laughs) because there are too many people. What? Nor Which, sleet, nor snow, nor hordes yeah, of people. Yeah, but rat hole, that, that I don't play. Nice job, Chicago. Who knew it took a rat hole to get Chicago to come together? I am honored to be here. 8.45 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Happy 90th birthday to WTMJ's and Milwaukee Brewers' Bob Euchre. Pitching-wise, you can't keep asking guys to go out there and throw shutouts and, you know, one or two run games all the time. Hello? <laughs> yes, you're on. Yeah, hello. Go Caller, you're on the air. Love me some Bob Euchre. So we're going to do something we wouldn't normally do. Unprecedented. We're just going to kind of turn it over to Euke and play one of his full-out stories. Brewers, Pirates, PNC Park, July 4th, 2007. Euke and his partner at the time, Jim Powell, discussed something that they saw at the hotel before the game. So we're just going to let this rip. Because they come in hot. <laughs> you can tell that they're just ready to roll from the very opening pitch. Here we go. On the 4th of July, everybody's All-American, Mr. Baseball, Bob Euchre. Medication kicked in, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't have any fireworks to light off or anything. I just I got all this stuff built up oh, inside. I got some fireworks for you. <laughs> Big fireworks show following last night's game. They'll have more of the same today. Big convention here. The Furriers are in town. All kind of big stuff going on. Throw to first, and the runner is back. Big convention at the uh, Players Hotel here. Lobby filled with animal lookalikes. Some are here today at the ballpark. Chained. Council waiting the pitch. It's a strike and it's all one. So what's up with that? I, I I noticed some of that going on in the lobby today. I did too. I uh, I got bit by one, and uh, I liked it. I might add. <laughs> People dressed up as as, as animals. animals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. For real. Yeah, they're wearing actual uh, costumes. Have their faces painted and. Kind of a weird look, but uh, I guess that's their thing. One ball and one strike. What do these people call themselves? Furriers, I believe. The Furriers? Furriers, yeah. They're having a fur ball tonight. And uh, (laughs) from PNC Park, they're way fur away. (laughs) (laughs) Council waits. Here it is, and it's outside. Two balls and a strike. You saw them this morning. I did. did I didn't know what I was looking at, and I got out of there real quick-like. Yeah, the uh, Pennsylvania Animal Society down there to make sure none of the uh, the members of that convention are infected with anything. <laughs> Licenses being issued this morning. I didn't even think about that. Well, yeah, they were all checking in uh, 
just before the uh, team bus left. Matter of fact, two of them are still on the front of the bus. They can get out of the driveway in time and boom, boom. Roadkill. Yeah. <laughs> Furriers. I think I may pass on the hotel restaurant tonight. Mm, here's the pitch outside of ball. I think yeah, it's they have furries, their, uh, isn't it? their dinner dance tonight. I'm sure people think we're making this we're up. We're not making it up. No. I had never uh, I had never seen them before, but that's what it said on the uh, on the hotel agenda for uh, happenings today. Bigfoot? There really is a Bigfoot. I saw one this morning. Really? Guy had about a 24 on. Woo. <laughs> one and two on the Brewers' third baseman. Oh, so by the these way, people, baseball. they dress as animals, and they come together once a year for a convention. And this and, year it happens to be in Pittsburgh. And what is it that they do? I mean, conventions usually have meetings and talk about things and figure out where you're going, yeah, what you're doing. Uh, they do a little of that. They, uh, they kind of gather in like a huge fur ball. You can't really see the leader. He's in the middle. You can hear them mumbling and talking, trying to talk. They're just trying to keep them warm. And okay. Yeah. There were a couple of suffocations, I guess, last year. Um, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Revived, I might add, by uh, personnel at the hotel. They told us that this morning. Um, well, it's going to be quite a thing tonight. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what's going to happen there. The furball. The furball. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Furrier Society, I believe it is, and then they have this dinner dance catered by, I believe it's, I better not say this, it might be wrong. I don't want to give somebody credit if they're not. Here's the pitch. Braun sends a drive in the deep center, way back. Get up. Get out of here. Gone for Ryan Braun. A booming three-run home run in the opening inning, and the Brewers have the lead at three to nothing. I believe the dinner is going to be catered by Perry. That's, okay. Again, I'm not sure. It's going to be a lot of fun riding. Are you thinking about going to the dance, maybe? I'm. Uh, is it a dance? It is if you want to. Sometimes you just stand in place and move, um, depending on what kind of animal you are. Ken Sommerfeld has looked it up. What is their logo, Kent? What is their... Uh, the animals have a website? They wear animal costumes because they feel a little animalish. There's a strike. I've felt that way myself a couple times. I haven't dressed up for it. I've worn a fig leaf or two, but... <laughs> <laughs> Not quite the same. No, it's... Here's the pitch. Jenkins is swinging a miss on a changeup, and it's 0-2. But they uh, they do travel the country and have their meetings in different cities, and do we they have lucky a, enough to be here today. Do they have a web address? We're checking with Kent Sommerfeld. Come on, Kent. Now, there's nothing profane on their site or anything, no. is there? No. Okay, so it's alt.lifestyle.furry, F-U-R-R-Y. Well, Kent says fury, but it's furry. <laughs> if you've had a couple of those animals mad at you, you'd be thinking about Fury, Fury also. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Swinging a bouncer up the middle and played by Wilson. The toss to second is not in time. All right, we gave them guys enough. I don't know about that. Well, we'll <laughs> see tonight. I'm, I'm going to the... Uh, I, may, uh, I may talk for a couple of minutes just to 
pay for our food and beverages. You're the keynote speaker? No, I'm not the keynote speaker. I'm, uh, I'm going to be sort of a master of ceremonies. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> How much more? <laughs> Longest inning ever. <laughs> this is only the top half, right? One ball and no strikes on Ricky Weeks. And you know, for many, many years, Bob, I've been waiting to ask you this question on mm-hmm. behalf of Kent Sommerfeld, but if you were an animal, what animal would you be? I think uh, I'm, I would go along with, uh, I think Kent wanted to be a, uh, here's a strike on the inside corner. It's one and one. Did he want to be a panther? I think some years ago we had this question brought up and uh I don't know. Ken was doing a Marquette game and just screamed out he wanted to be an animal. (laughs) One ball and one strike. Here it is. Ricky took it high, and it's two and one. I really don't believe in coincidences, and I I note that this particular convention is here at the same time Kent is, and I'm just going to leave it at that. (laughs) I think we'll uh, we'll know tomorrow um, a little bit more about tonight. I'll, uh, I'll have an update. Swinging a bouncer up along third, but foul. You dodged my question. Or Kent's question. You can go on MySpace and... Uh, it's in your MySpace page? Which kind of animal you want to be? The whole story. Everything. All of it. Everything. What animal I was before I became humanized? Two balls, two strikes, two outs. <laughs> I knew this was going to be a bad day. <laughs> Here it is, swinging a roller, foul again up along third. As soon as I saw that fur ball walking in the lobby, I knew I was going to have a bad day today. <laughs> well, think of all the people back home that are having their third hot dog right now and on about their fourth ice milk. Yeah. And they're thinking, my Ooh, goodness, I, I, good. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I've consumed too much. This doesn't look good. Unless it's Usinger's. Then you're okay. Everything's okay. Two balls, two strikes. Nice plug. Ricky is swinging a foul again at the big hot dog eating contest today in New York. I think that's over now. We may have the winner before we uh, get through this first inning. Chestnut versus Kobayashi. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. How do you eat 60 hot dogs in 12 minutes? Whew. Got to be some kind of animal. Oh, I'm telling you. That's what we have here today. I'll bet that's what they're doing over there. <laughs> Ricky is swinging a miss, and the inning is finally over. <laughs> Brewers get three, and at the end of one half inning of play, back to baseball. Brewers three, Pirates coming up. Yada, 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 the Brewers lost. Eight fifty-five. Wisconsin's Happy birthday, Bob's. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. WTMJ forecast sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. I got bit by one. 
and uh, I liked it, I might add. (laughs) Chance of showers today, areas of fog, high of 40 degrees. Fog continuing tonight as rain tapers off, and then a little bit foggy on the start of Saturday, then mostly cloudy will Saturday and Sunday with high temperatures in the upper 30s. Hey, Bob, it's Susan Varela. And Andrew Varela. We are Broadway performers who have come back home to live in Milwaukee, and we'd like to wish you happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Bob. Happy birthday to you. Have a great day. Outstanding program today. Thank you so much for being a part of it. And Eric and I will see you on Monday. WTMJ Steve Scafidi is next.